Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are going to be talking about Izetta, the Last Witch. And this was your uh, choice this week, wasn't it? It was. I thought that it'd be kind of cool to change things up, go for a less emotionally charged piece. Uh, it was a little emotionally charged. See, this I'm going to have to disagree only because I didn't feel that connection with the character. I thought that it was a nice little play on on superficial emotion. It didn't touch me in a way that the others have, if that makes any sense. No, it, ma- it makes sense. I mean... In general, I felt overall like if if they really wanted to take it that little extra step, they could have. There'd be a lot of work they had to do. It wouldn't be a little step, I think, you because there was not they enough. They already had the basics basis for the foundation for it all. Um, so basically, just before we get into it, Izetta okay. is a World War II alternate reality show that takes place in 1939 in Europe. The difference is is Hitler wasn't wasn't there. He's not even even a part of it. It's a completely different German ruler. And the United States is called United Atlanta as well. So you have Britannia, Germania, Atlanta, Lindania for the names of these countries. Uh Germania is boasting a far superior military might and power along with science and technology that's beyond the years of what it should be. And Izetta is literally the last witch. And the Germanian emperor wants her for himself to utilize her power to ensure his own victory across the world. It's only a matter of the small country that's basically standing up to Germania, Elastiad, I think is the name of this country, and and she is and the 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 princess, Fine, is going around trying to get, or at least starts off with her trying to get foreign aid to help her repel the Germanian forces. Um, ultimately, it ends with the Germanians, uh, l- you know, losing the war as a whole, but it doesn't quite end all that differently either from how World War II ended for us. They started losing ground. We started coming in and helping out London and Russia started pushing in on the uh, opposite side and that's basically how they did it too in this alternate reality they started doing the exact same thing and how the emperor the germanian emperor dies in this one is by suicide a gunshot to the head just like how hitler supposedly got killed and the similarities are endless the way that they're trying to portray the good guys versus the bad guys it's as you said, it's very reminiscent of World War II. Um, 
the only main difference is now this fictitious land becomes uh, a superpower rivaling even Germania simply because of this witch. She becomes the poster child for the <laughs> resistance as well as a powerhouse that single-handedly takes out, um, I would say, a battalion or two with relative ease. But as you find, there are severe, severe limitations to her power, and it's not what you would think. It's not due to exhaustion, and it's not due to overuse. It is entirely due to the fact that magic in this world is in specific places. So it's like a kind of like streams throughout the world where you have giant riverbeds and tiny little, tiny little streams. And based on the size of this stream of magic or this lake, uh, river of magic dictates the amount of magic and power that she can actually use and fight with. If she's out one out of these areas, if she's not near one or in one, then that's it. She can't use any magic. Yeah, to the point, uh, to the extreme point of, she, let's say she's on her broom or on her whatever flying. When she flies over a no magic zone, she starts losing altitude quickly, and there is nothing she can do about it. And instead of turning it or saying it's a river, I would say it's more like a mineral vein the way that it's branched out or the roots of a tree, if you yeah. will. Yeah. It's definitely branched out kind of like roots, uh, roots in a tree, at least from the image that we saw from them looking at the actual, yeah, map. from the top down yeah, the kind of cool part, the cool idea that you'll see is magic is actually dwindling away from this world. And I have no idea if that's simply in correlation to the amount of magic users that are left or if the magic users are dwindling because the magic is going. It's kind of a chicken or the egg type situation. Actually, neither one. Uh, the, there's only one magic user left in the world. And and they, they say this several times, like there is only one left in the world. Uh, and it's not the matter of there being finite magic or that it's dwindling. It's that, and, and you find this out too from the stone, because uh, you learn about the folklore of this little country uh, for the White Witch. And so they're calling Izetta the White Witch for that country because she's there, she's trying to defend the country, she's trying to save them all, and doing everything that she can. Well, you learn that the red stone that this person, that the original White Witch had, was actually a very damning stone because it would permanently drain the magic out of an area. And make it so that it was in non-magic areas, just so you can use magic at a greater strength at the cost of your own life, but also be able to use it anywhere you could possibly want to use it, too. True. Now, this stone, it's not very big, and it's its kind of inconspicuous. And you find out later that, that she's not actually the only one left. They, they take a little bit of her and, and kind of clone her into the white bitch. Actually... They found the original DNA of the White Witch. So they found where the White Witch was originally buried in an old church. Uh, found the documents where she was. So they cloned her. And they already had taken Izetta's blood 
to to do some experimentation with it and everything like everything else. And so they found that Isetta's blood was the only thing that the original White Witch, Sophie, ever reacted to. And that's what finally brought her consciousness back and what brought, what's basically brought her memories and, and personality back to life. And, and they say this several times, they do mass cloning, especially towards the end, they, they were talking to Sophie about it, that they have hundreds of clones being being prepared so that way she can try and transfer her consciousness into those bodies so that way she can continually to fight and and for them and and she she even says she's like i don't care about that i just want this country destroyed because you find out that this little country betrayed the white witch that now the common folklore is that she was loved by the people that the prince wanted to marry her and everything like that and that the white witch originally stayed there and say uh defended the country for years to come when it really wasn't that at all when the prince had died the princess or or the when the king had died the the queen of that country ordered uh the white witch to be executed yeah hard in a brutal fashion and so that's what ended up happening. So she has this vendetta against that country. Now she, Sophie doesn't really come in until the, like the last what three episodes, four episodes. Maybe I know she came in hard and she came in fast and it's only a 12 episode anime too, on top of that. So it's very fast paced. It moves very rapidly throughout. So to your uh, statement earlier, it doesn't allow them to really develop the emotional ties that it could have for each of the characters. What I will say is that it does keep a fairly quick pace. One that I personally enjoy. Yes. It, it was a very good uh, pace. I enjoyed it through all, all the way throughout. Um, it is, it is very, very action oriented. So there's almost always a battle or a fight going on at least in every episode. It reminded me almost of a shonen. Almost. A shonen style anime. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, though. What, what would it be listed under? Would it be fantasy? Yeah, well, obviously fantasy, but... But this one? Um, not... Yeah. Uh, it's 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 listed as an action historical military, which it does fall into all three of those, but I would also say that it falls a little bit in fantasy because of the magical portion of it. Okay. I, I can understand that. Now, at the very end, I thought it was a little bit... Uh, hazy as far as whether or not she'll live forever um did you get any no she didn't they it was never stated that she would live forever um it, the the I red thought, stone no the red stone draws your life force out so it, it shortens your lifespan and she it was she even said that she will most likely die during this final battle um, but you obviously see that she did not. Correct. No, I, I my understanding of the stone was probably incomplete, to be honest, but I understood it as when there was no magic around, it sucked your life energy to, to provide magic. However, when there was a surplus of magic around, it would absorb all the rest and feed your life, which is why the, the magic of the land was taken uh, permanently rather than um, as, like, let's say, a gas station. No, it doesn't supplement your life. What it does is it sucks up the magic and it stores it in the stone for a later use, but then it also draws on your life force, amplifying your power, but also 
giving you magic in areas where you're not supposed to be able to use magic. So it's a double-edged sword. It gives you the ability to use magic. You can have power at any point in time, but at the cost of shortening your life and killing yourself and, and causing great pain if you don't die. So so you're you're literally basically taking a knife and you're stabbing yourself multiple times with it to gain yourself strength, give yourself strength. Yeah, I've seen a gaming mechanic like that where you have to hurt yourself to get your adrenaline up kind of thing. In this particular case, you got to hurt yourself to draw out your latent magic abilities. Or just draw out magical abilities in in, in general. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. But I, the latent magic abilities is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's... that's The story arc seems fairly straightforward. You've got one to three, depending on how you look at it, major bad guys. You have one to two major good guys. And one of the major good guys never even fights the princess. She's more in a psychological, here's my support. People love me, so they'll love you too kind of thing. Um, it does touch a little bit on discrimination. Um, but I feel that it also follows mob rule. When the mob loves her, everyone loves her. When she does one thing wrong, the mob hates her. She becomes the evil and then you can also see how far she could fall in the White Witch. I am very confused. Uh, like, at, so wait, who who hates who at one point? I apologize. So originally, being a witch was a negative thing, which is why she was not public about her powers. Her grandma always said, "You need to hide who you really are." I don't know what happened to her mother. I don't know what happened to her father, but. Her grandmother, who she grew up with, always said, you need to hide your powers. And the princess was the only one that was like, hey, that's kind of cool. At first, everyone else was like, this this is not good. And they always heard uh, stories about how great the White Witch was and also how she was the protector. But they also had, I think it was the Scarlet Witch, was it? No, they didn't say anything about one. any other witches. Um, uh, witches in general are always in hiding, but what they did, what what they hated about her wasn't the fact that she was a witch when she was younger, because the princess actually ran into her when she was a kid. Um, the the people hated her because they thought she had set fire to their home, and her and her grandmother were basically gypsies. Gypsies, you know, they they were wanderers. And and they gotcha. no knew that she actually had magic, uh, because she always kept that hidden, and she was about to let it go out of control because she was angry. But the princess then showed up, stated who she was, and she said she did not set fire to this at all because she was just with me until this moment. So that's that's the only reason why they actually hated her, and at after that point they stopped hating her. So. Everyone was instantly infatuated with her having magical powers and defeating the Germanians. And the Germanians were afraid of her because she was able to just basically destroy a battalion, no problem. You know, flip tanks up in the air and cause them to crash into each other without any any problem. But uh, yeah, the 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 princess or the the queen as she becomes uh, by episode three. And the witch are actually never hated. Uh, she, the witch is being, you know, she's suspected at the beginning when the queens or the fines, uh entourage first encounter her, but they're pretty quick and easily to trust without any issues at all. Okay. 
And you find that to be different from other anime or no? Uh, uh, well, being that they only did a 12 episode uh, show, I find that they definitely kept a rapid pace in motion all the way throughout. Um, so I feel in other shows that it could have maybe taken longer before they were actually tr- to able to trust her. Um, but I feel that one of the ways she was able to gain the trust is that she instantly, she said, I'm the last witch. So only you people will actually know about this. So I'm going to tell you, this is my weakness. I can't use magic anywhere at all, everywhere. You know, I, I, I can only use it in certain areas where, where the rivers or the, the roots of this magic are plentiful. So that way I can actually use my magic. If there's no magic here, I can't use it. So here in the castle, I'm not able to provide you any proof that I'm a witch other than me saying it because there is no magic cure for me to be able to use. I'm a, I'm just as human as you are. If we were to go to another place, I can use my magic. What did you think about how she could enchant other things like with weapons and turn them into basically anti-tank weapons? I, I thought that was pretty cool. What about you? I kind of wondered why she didn't break them apart to make even more weapons. I think that uh, the amount of steel that she used... She could have done more with what she had. Granted, she was in an armory, and the weapons did appear to be endless, but I feel that if she had more guidance that she was listened to, or that she listened to, she would have been able to be a little bit more effective on the battlefield. Right. I, I think what's interesting about those about her using those, uh, like she would use uh, spears, uh, swords, and things like that. So basically, they could take a, a ton of damage, but the second they got bent, they were completely useless no joke talk about a glass cannon because the second it's damaged at all it's done now do you ever wonder why she couldn't do it with organic things Uh, she probably could do it with organic things just probably chose not to for whatever reason because i was thinking she probably or enchant like a rock and do the same thing you know yeah but she never did it was only like the metal after after the stuff has been forged yeah, it's basically, and she would have to touch it too. Um, that yeah. that was always the thing. She had to touch whatever it was. So that's probably why it was always uh, like stuff that's been pre-forged because they're not just going to throw out a bunch of pebbles up in the air and hope for the best. I mean, like, mm, although, yeah. I mean, just saying, I mean, like she, they, she could have just like touched a whole bunch of pebbles and had them act like bullets, just mow down an entire infantry. I mean, but whatever, that's, that's cool. If that's what they want to do. Machine gun, witch. yeah, no joke. But overall, I, I, I would say that that was one of the biggest things that I had a problem with. And basically once, once whatever it is they were using got damaged a little bit, they were completely unusable. And it goes for both witches, not, not just Izetta. It, it, it was for both her and, and the clone witch as well. So my question would be, you know how she was able to take all, like, she enchanted, like, nine or ten damn near tanks on her side, the Clone Witch? Yeah. Why didn't Izetta try that? Uh, That is a pretty good question. Probably because she didn't want to, or, or she was not as adept at using her magic as Sophie was. Cause, I was going to say, monkey see, monkey do, you know? Right, but maybe Sophie, having been a part of wars for a longer period of time, I mean had a little bit more know-how and and was more comfortable in using the magic although towards the end at the at the end of the battle um her basically throwing half the Eiffel Tower 
at um, mm. Sophie. I, I would say she's more than competent enough to be able to lift more than two or three, t- one or two tanks at a time. Um, yeah. It does definitely take a, di- and at the end, it does take a different spin on, on a, I want to say it does take a different spin on how the nuke nukes were created. Uh, so instead of it being like actual radiation or, uh, uh, you know, uh, nuclear weapons and, and things being created like in the normal sense that we know it to be, it was all done with magic and just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just no radiate radiation fallout. I mean, which is great. It's a lot cleaner of a big old bomb. Go, that will wipe go out green. Yeah. Go green. Uh, we want to wipe out a whole country, please. Uh, we just don't want any nuclear fallout from that. So if you can make it green, right? great. Jeez, could you imagine? Yeah, I don't like those people, but I love the land. The view is amazing. Have you been to their beach in summertime? Way too crowded. We could fix that. For the low, low cost of everyone being killed. <laughs> right? They, they do take an interesting viewpoint on that. So the final battle is basically taking place while Fine is going to this conference where basically everyone's being negotiated for for surrender and the Germanians are trying to show off this bomb. Well, the the solution is, is, and this is what uh, Izetta comes up with to Fine, is that she will drain the world of magic herself and, and make it so that way no one has a witch basically anymore. Cause that was one of the things that, uh, the United States of Atlanta, as they call it, was worried about. They were worried about, uh, being overtaken by a witch because they had, yeah, they had one witch and that was it. And, And well, two because of Germanian cloning. Um, but, that's what they were scared of. And so Fine said to them, this is going to be the solution. There's only going to be one witch left. And 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 even then, when she's done draining the world of magic, there won't be any witch left. Now, does that mean that she could still use that little... Um, stone? Stone, yeah. Probably, but I would assume she doesn't need to or want to. How does she plan on draining the world of magic? Don't you remember the last episode? I could have sworn she was going to make either make another stone or use the stone. I didn't realize she was absorbing it into herself. She was using the stone to drain the world of magic. Gotcha. Do you remember how the stone was made? Uh, no, I don't think they ever specified how the stone was made. Okay, good. So I didn't miss that part. No, they were making some more stones, but they never really specified how it was actually made. Like at all. So one of the things is, is they, she basically went to the intersection at the last episode for all where the roots were. And during her battle with Sophie, cause Sophie was being basically overtaken by her. Cause Sophie can't fight for that long of a period of time, especially at full, full fledged fighting because she was a clone. Well, Izetta just is starts drawing in on all the magic and, and, Every every piece of magic she could, she was bringing it into one concentrated point, and 
Sophie started doing the same thing because she was worried that Izetta was just going to take it all and she was going to leave her with nothing to be able to fight with. And so she starts straining all the magic and then they pull back and view the whole world and you see the magic just disappearing from everywhere and it shows the two of them and their two giant orbs of magic connecting and then exploding. And then that's it for, for their battle anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it showed all the magic, including the stones that Germania was trying to recreate, uh, just completely disappearing. The clones were dying because they no longer had the magic to be able to su- sustain them. And the nuclear bomb that they were going to try and destroy uh, Fine's country with just drops out of the sky because it doesn't have magic to propel it anymore. And at that point, uh, all the rest of the country say they will help Fine repel the Germanians out of their out of her country, and they will help them fight. As a result of this, I still thought it was kind of awesome, in, in a weird way, that the entire world had to go against Germania to for Germania to lose. Well, that's basically how it was. I mean, like they had allies too, so it wasn't just one little country. They had allies, and that's one of the key points that they were trying to to make is they were trying to go through uh, Fiennes country because they had allies on the other side of the country, and that if they created a route in between the two of them, then they would have been an unstoppable power almost, much like how World War Two was. Uh, for us, uh, uh, Germany had allies, but they were known as the major threat. They were the key threat for the rest of the world. And they they did exactly what Germania in this, this world did. They overtook a lot of the countries. They, they barreled through without any problem. And they were, they were a force, as a, very, a, a very heavy force to be reckoned with. They were, they were almost unstoppable. Yeah. Going into the real world for a second, I do think it's kind of interesting that Germany fought the world twice and almost won both times. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, final thoughts on the on the anime? I overall think it was a great anime. It was good. And one of the reasons why I said it was just shy of being a romance anime is because of Fine. Fine being the tomboy, especially during the last uh, second to last episode, episode 11, you really see the connection in between Fine and Izetta and, and the connection that they have. It's almost a very romantic, I love you type of relationship and more than just a friend. A very taboo relationship, if memory serves. No, no, no one ever considered it a taboo at because all. Because they're stations, though. Because one was the princess and one was not royalty at all. Right. So you know, which is interesting. They never touch on the viewpoints of of the of them being able to marry someone who's not royalty or not. Of course, at that at that pace, you know, if she's you know the the royalty, if she's a ruler of the country, she could just make that person a noble and fix that issue right away without any issues. Um, going with the Aladdin fix. Okay, exactly. Um, but I do like how they ended it. So after the explosion and everything like that, you see it. It, it says three years went by. They explained how how uh, Germania lost the war, and it shows uh, Fine walking down this path in a sundress 
to this little cottage house and it shows and it shows someone being wheeled out in a wheelchair who's who's sitting down and then they show the hair of Izetta. They don't show her face, but they show her hair and you know that it's Izetta. So they they left the ending just a touch to your imagination because they said they that it drains her life force. It shortens her lifespan. But they never specified how it shortens your lifespan. True. It could be just a mental shortness. Or it could be literally you're advancing your age. But also they she was having issues uh, during episode 10 or, or, yeah, no, episode 11. She was having issues walking around. So she could have been paralyzed as a result of using the final bits of magic as well as the strain on her body. Okay. So. That's uh, an interesting way to put it. They ended it, but they left this this ending. Believe it or not, I enjoyed the ending, despite uh, the type of ending that it was. It still gave it closure. It left it open in such a way that it left enough for you to imagine, like why she was in the wheelchair. But it gave you the closure that one, the world war ended, and two, um, you know that Izetta was still alive. They didn't like leave it on whether or not she was alive. That you you're no you know that she's alive. Yeah. They just didn't specify in what state she was alive. Because uh she did <laughs> and, and they did <laughs> state that she it. yeah. She did state that uh she m- might die from it. Not that she would die, that she might die from the final battle. And so they gave the closure that she did not die. You just know what don't know what kind of state she's in, and they leave it up to you to to figure that out on your own, which I enjoy. That type of open ending, I'm okay with. This, they gave it closure, but they gave it closure in such a way that it's like, look, she didn't die. Figure out what the hell happened to her on your own. Okay, I can see that. My my thoughts on it, um, I wish they would have fleshed out, taken at least one episode to flesh out why magic was there to begin with, how the origin of magic. Because when they went on her discovery arc, if you will, the two or three episodes that took for her to to learn about the map and the secret of the land and all that stuff, um, leads me to believe it used to be like a society of witches, not just like one or two or 10 or 20, but like a country of witches. And the reason they didn't take over the world is because magic was concentrate, concentrated in this specific area and why they didn't go looking in other areas, that kind of thing, you know, like maybe, um, Germania had its own little thing or, or in the America portion of this thing, maybe they had their own magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying that it should have been a Hogwarts type situation, but to be that powerful and still so mystical makes no sense to me. Like there would be people who would either use their power or be victims of their power. Right. Gypsies or not. You'd still have that, that contingent. Hey, this is our land. It's going to be our land for a while. That kind of thing. You defend your property kind of, kind of situation. I do think there was a couple of plot holes that I wish they'd fix. First and foremost, clear cut answers on whether or not she was able to enchant um, everything or just metal things that were already worked by man. I wish they'd flesh out her mother a little bit because there, there's gotta be a reason why she was raised by her grandparents. Cause her mom's not there and her dad's not there, which leads me to believe there was some kind of conflict 
that that led to the whole we got to hide who we are you know um it didn't really play too far into the the story all that much but i think it could have been germanian men were the ones who took your mother that would have been a whole other reason for her to fight rather than my friends in trouble well, she already hated Germanians, too, from the very beginning, because one, they had captured her and kept her encased. And two, she saw the people that she was staying with murdered by the Germanians in, like, episode two. They they do a little yeah. flashback for this. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's about it. That's that's about all the plot point that you get for her wanting to go and, and save the country. Yeah. I wish there was a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, I would say it's something I'd watch more than once. It's something I have watched more than once. Um, I'd give it a solid four. Animation was really good. Story was, I would say, unique-ish. I don't think I've seen a story similar to this. Uh, that's not true. I will say it's the first of this kind of story with the plotline that I've seen. Um, I have come across one other one since then. The execution was very, very different. It was a reincarnated into another world type situation, whereas this one was its own little dimension thing. I know the one you were talking about, and we <laughs> yes, will we discuss that one at a future episode. I guarantee that right now. Good, 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 because I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, in my opinion, a far better anime than this one. Um, yes. So in compare, actually, you know what? No, I, I, I'm going to have to change my instead of a four. I have to bring it back to like a 3.8 because it's better than most, but it's not as good as some. All right. It, it's, it's, it's very middle. Good, good animation, good quality of fight animation. Uh, original plot gives it a huge bonus. Um, voice acting was on point. I can't really complain with that at all. Both the dub and the sub. Just pristine. Um. Now I gotta bump it back up to a four, four point one. Yeah, all, all the right. positives they raise it to a four point one. Okay, final 4. score. Faps out of five. Four point one faps. Four point one faps. All right, for me, I am going to give it a four, just a solid flat four. Um, for all the same positive notes that you did, I I just wish it ran a little bit longer. And went into a little bit more depth. Other okay. than that, solid, solid anime. I, I would definitely recommend this to anyone, uh, especially if you're into an action military military style anime. This this would be for you. Um. So I and uh, yeah, I think that that about wraps it up for us. I think so. I believe next week is your choice. My it good is, sir. sir. It is. So we're going with a glass lip and it is a 13 episode anime. It's a drama romance slice of life. Uh, and it is uh, fairly new. It came out in 2014, so it's not going to be anything too old. Um, and that uh, that'll be my choice. Sounds good. Until next week. 
All right. Feel free to uh, email us at feudalanimepodcast at gmail.com. We are social, so feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at feudalanimepod. And please leave us a review and rating on iTunes. It does help us out a lot. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite catcher. Till next time. Later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.